0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. I am again honored to speak with you tonight. Very, very excited what God has for us tonight. Um, So if you want to turn your Bibles to John 4 and verse 24. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such people to worship Him. God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. In truth, I'm gonna speak on Are you a true worshiper? Are you a true worshiper? Jesus, we ask you, God, tonight, God, as I deliver your word, Jesus, I ask you, God, for that I'm just a vessel, Jesus, used for your kingdom and your glory only, God. I ask you, God, let it go forth, Father, for your kingdom, God, and your purpose only, Jesus, God. I ask you, God, in the precious name of Jesus, let it be done. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. So are you a true worshiper? Worship is more than just singing a song or clapping your hands. It's, or raising your hands. Worship is breaking down those walls and preparing you, your heart. It's preparing your heart for what God is going to do next in your life. It's preparing you for what he has in the word that day. I looked up in the dictionary what worship means, and actually the meaning of worship is to honor or show reverence for a divine being or supernatural power. So even in the dictionary, It's recognizing that it's to honor and show reverence to a divine being or a supernatural power. It's pretty interesting, eh? Also, I looked at the definition of praise. So praise is just to express warm approval or admiration of. So praise is just to show a warm approval or admiration of. So the difference between praise and worship, most people see worship as a slow, joyful song that often requires closing your eyes, lifting your hands in reverence to God. While praise is considered as singing a song, usually fast ones and dancing to God, but these two words mean more than just songs or singing. They are two different things. Worship is completely different from praise. But praise can be a part of worship If you understand the difference between praise and worship, you will have a better understanding of honoring God. It is joyful recounting everything that God has done and shown his gratitude for. Praise usually goes along with thanksgiving and appreciation. For God Almighty and his good works, he has done in our lives. Praise is just a universal thing. It can be applied to anything. We, we, praise, we praise sports stars. We praise movie stars. So praise is a universal thing. It can apply to anybody. It doesn't require much from us. Just the acknowledgement of righteousness of acts of God. In the Bible, praise is usually presented as a highly spirit-filled, God asks all creation To praise him. Praise is an expression of approval and admiration, like I said. We can praise people, we can, but we can also praise God in reference to God. Praise is an acknowledgement and appreciation of what he has done for us. It is also a way of giving thanks to him. God is worthy of our praise. Yes, he is. The Bible will instruct to praise God and the example of doing so. Biblical examples of praise include singing dancing, shouting, and playing musical instruments. It is often joyful and energetic action. Now we're going to turn to First Chronicles 16, verse 23 through 31. First Chronicles 16, 23 through 31. It says, "'Sing unto the Lord all the earth. "'Show forth from day to day his salvation.'" Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous work among all nations. For God is, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heaven. heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kind kinders of people, Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. In this passage of scripture, it is inviting of public worship to express that was only due to the name of the Lord, that all earth should sing praise to him, that all the earth should sing praise to him. Now we're going to turn to Psalms 99, 2 through 9. Psalms 99, 2 through 9. The Lord is great in Zion. He is high above all the people. Let him praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loved judgment. Thou dost establish, thou ex, uh, executest judgment and righteous in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship him at the footstep, footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that called upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in a cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that they gave them. Thou answerest them, O Lord, our God. Thou wast wast a God that forgavest them. Through thou tookest vengeance of the... Invitations, exalt our Lord our God and worship him at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Now worship, on the other hand, goes deeper than praise. Worship is something that comes from the spirit. It is often said that worship is an attitude or a state of heart. Worship goes beyond singing. Songs are just tools for worshiping. Praise stems from recognizing the good acts of God, but worship is not a function of acts of God. Worship comes from a core of who the worshiper is and what God means to the worshiper. In true worship, a Christian is required to surrender himself totally to God and adore him not just what he has done, but who he is. As I have stated when we talk about the meaning of worship, it involves bowing before the Lord. Not only physically, but in your heart. Real and true worship is insightful and reflective. Worship is a lifestyle. It is not just limited to when people raise their hands and sing into, into, in, God into church. Worship is expression of adoration and reverence. It is reverence only for God. Worship is only for God. When worshiping a person submits himself completely before God, it is, sustains humbly and surrender. In this position of person can align himself with God's will. He can truly align himself with God's will. But the the Bible tells us, worship in spirit and in truth. So Jesus told the woman at the well, but the hour has come, and it, now here is the t- time for true worshipers to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that m- worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship comes in many forms, but often it seems when people bow down before God, first, it is important to understand what worship is. Many equate worship with singing music in church. This is one of the aspect of worship, but worship is no way limit to a song. It is full-life response to the object of our worship. When we truly worship something, it affects the way we live, the way we act, how we speak. Worship is life. Response to the worldliness of its object. When we worship God, we do so in response to who he is. Our attitudes and our actions reflect what we believe the characters and conduct of God to be worthy of praise and adoration. At times, worship is expressed through our corporate singing, teaching, and giving. So again, singing, teaching, and giving is part of worship too. A lot of people think worship is singing and stuff. No, when you're giving to God, it is part of that true worship. It is also expressed in our daily lives throughout prayer, scripture reading, acts of kindness, gratitude, pure thoughts, and and like things that are pure and holy. Our spirit is the core of who we are. It is the center of. Our will and our emotions. We also know that God is a spiritual being. To worship him in spirit then is to do something that goes beyond the physical. It truly goes beyond the physical. We do not worship but simply bow our knees. We worship through the heart. It is through that heart and that soul. Worshiping in truth means the worship based on our truth This includes the truth about who God is and what he does. Hence, why he is worthy of our worship, it also includes the truth about our circumstances. We worship God even when we are experiencing heartache. When we worship him, we do not forget about the hurt, but we worship in the truth of our hurt. We also worship in joyful circumstances. Truth itself... Can be means of worship. We worship God when we declare His truth. To worship God in spirit and in truth, then is declared that God is worthy of reference. We do this both through our emotional core and a light of reality. We worship God based on the truth of who He is, the truth of who we are, the truth of what God does, and the truth of what is going on in the world. We do this through the heart inclined toward God and submission to him. We worship God when our attitudes, our actions, and words declare that he is worthy. Worship in truth connects the heart or the spirit of worship with the truth. David understood the importance of worship in truth and a necessary linking between truth and the word of God. When he wrote in Um, Psalms, we're going to look at here in Psalms 86 and verse 11. Psalms 86 and verse 11. It says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Another translation says it, train me, God, to walk straight. Then I will follow your true path me together one heart and mind then undivided i will worship joyful fear then we're going to turn into genesis 24 26 through 27 genesis 24 26 through 27 And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. He said, "Blessed be the Lord God, my master Abraham, who hath not left to salute my master for his mercy and truth. I be in the way. The Lord let me to his house of my master's brethren." Again, it's talking about worshiping the Lord in that verse. And we're going to turn right away to one Corinthians six nineteen through twenty. One Corinthians six nineteen. 20. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God your body and your spirit, which is God's. So to bow down and worship humbly, humbly, we're humbling ourselves in response to total surrender, all of our whole heart. This is a true characteristics of true worship. How do you live your life? Are you living the same that when you're in these doors? Now that the song is over? How do you live your life outside this church? Are you surrendering all to God? Are you giving everything to him? Are you surrendering your whole heart? It's really, really interesting. As I was even rereading this over, I don't know if it's, it's really interesting if you think about this because worship really, and it's talking about true worship with spirit and in truth. So people that are filled with his spirit is the true worshipers. So the people that don't have his spirit are just, they're just worshiping. But they're not true worshipers because you have to have the spirit to be a true worshiper. We have to have his spirit inside of us to be that true worshiper. We're going to turn to Revelations 4, 10 through 11. Revelations 4, 10 through 11. The four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to worship glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things and for all pleasure Thou art and were created. In this scripture, John describes the twenty-four elders Lying on the ground with their faces downward, in the act of complete, humbly and submitted, they are throwing down their crowns at God's throne. By this act of worship, they are acknowledging that God is truly worthy He is truly deserving of all worship. All your worship. So when you're here and you're praising God and you're worshiping, you have to get into beyond the praise and get into that worship where you're fully, fully focused on just him and him alone. That's where he's going to break those walls down. He's going he's to take any situation and he is going to change it for you because you are focused on him and him alone. That's, what, that's when it all matters. When you're focused just on Him, that's where all these things can just fall by the wayside, and you can say, God, I surrender everything to you. I give it all. I surrender all. And that's what it is. When we have that worship attitude, when we're fully, truly focused on Him, guess what happens? That's when He just moves across this place, and things are happening. People are slain in the Spirit, people are healed. That's where we can see more miracles, more things happen. But we have to all be on in the realm of the true worship. True worship. That is where it's all going to happen. If we are just here, to just clap our hands, say, Jesus, I worship you, glorify you. That's not where it's going to happen. Where it happens is where you are totally surrendering your actions are doing it. You're getting involved. You are not just sitting there and, and holding up a pew. But God is moving through every single one of us when we are true worshipers. I don't know if any of you guys got the spirit and uh, get the experience down uh, where Save Our Nation. But where we were, in we are in true worship there. God was moving because we were all in one accord. We were focused on one thing to fill people with his spirit and his power. God does all that. We just have to show up and worship him because when we worship him, the power falls. That is what happens. The power falls because we are true, truly focused on him and him alone. It's all about him. If we are truly focused on him in our worship, guess what happens when when pastor or somebody else that's ministering the word that's when it's going to go forth. It's going to plant those seeds and things are going to change because we're ready for the word then. We have been all, we are; been spirit filled. Our spirit is active and we're filled to overflowing in our vessels. Our vessels are full of the spirit. When we're filled with the spirit, guess what happens? That is when everything changes. When you are filled with overflowing with your vessel is full, that's when you can see the, the true true acts of God. It is is amazing. It is amazing. It actually blows my mind. When I am truly focused just on Him and Him alone and I am praying in the Spirit, God starts to change things. God starts to reveal things. God starts changing and moving. He is going to plant the seed in your heart. He's going to plant the seed in your mind. He is going to change everything. But you have to be filled, overflowing with the spirit. And that's what's gonna happen when that true worshiper gets in there. It's true worship, it's all about true worship. It's it's laying down your crown. When we get to heaven, guess what? I want to lay my crown down because I'm not worthy. I am not worthy of that crown. God has God has done amazing things because he is worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm just a vessel, but he is worthy. He is worthy of praise. And that's when we are, we are humbling. We are humbling to God. We are truly humbled. You have to throw pride aside. Guess what happens when you throw pride aside? That's when he moves. That's when the spirit takes over. That is truly what happens when you throw that pride aside and you are just totally surrendering, giving everything to him, giving everything to him. If you never express your emotions and your love to God through worship, there may be a problem in your relationship. There may be a problem in your relationship. Just like it is with your wife or your husband, if you never show emotions... (laughs) Or love, um, that would be a problem. I think your husband or your wife would uh, think something's wrong if you're not showing emotions. How much more should we love the Almighty, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He is worthy of all our worship. That is how your You create a true worshiper. True worship is showing your love, surrendering all. David said, I am going to worship God so much. He worshipped out of his clothes. He was down to his undergarments. Because David danced. You talk about it all, you can read it all in the Bible. He danced before the Lord so much that he was so excited about it that his clothes fell off. Well that's that I mean, that's we're not gonna do that, but we're not our clothes are falling off. But you wanna get so excited about God that you don't care about anything else that goes on around you, you're focused on him, that's when he's gonna change hearts and minds. He is gonna truly do something awesome. He's gonna see that, he's gonna respond to that. He's going to respond to people that don't care about other people. They don't care when they're up here and they're, they're praising God and they're worshiping God because guess what? That's when he's going to see, hey, I see this person right here. This person is focused on me and me alone. He's not worried about other people. There again, they're throwing all their pride aside. That is how we are true worshipers. Seek to always do His will. It's all about His will. All for the glory of God. It's all about worshiping God in spirit and the truth. I always want to be at a place of total surrender. You're totally surrendered to Him. All right, we're going to turn in to Revelations. 15, 1 through 8. Revelations 15, 1 through 8. And at, this was my last scripture. And this is something that I wasn't planning to put in this, but I think God wanted me to, so I put it in here. All right, Revelations 15, 1 through 8. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Seven angels had seven last plagues, for in them it filled up the wrath of God. And I saw as there were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that have gotten the victory over the beast, and over the image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God, And they sang the song of Moses and the servant of God and the songs of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways. Thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee for they for thy judgments are made manifest and after that i looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the test, testament of in heaven was opened and the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues clothed in pure white linen and having their beast girdled with Golden girdles, and one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter to the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were filled. Of course, we know in this chapter, it's talking about the first vision of John. Here it is, the seven angels. This is the last judgment of God. We will be, this is during, of course, the tribulation. We're talking about the end times here. This scene is one of the celebrations as redeem believers singing a song of worship to God. The echo, similar song of praise offered to the Israelites after their deliverance in in, uh, slavery in Egypt. So that was, in Egypt, it was a very similar um, song that they were singing in, in slavery in Egypt. They were worshiping. Yes, even in heaven, even in heaven, it's talking about worshiping. If you cannot get a hold of worship here, I hate to tell you, saints of God, You're going to have a hard time there. We will be worshiping and glorifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords when we get to heaven. We will be worshiping him forever and ever. What a day that will be when I, by Jesus, I shall see. I will sit on that and I will say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, you are worthy. You are worthy, and I'm not worthy, but you are worthy. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. I will look upon his face, and I will say, you are worthy. I'm not worthy, but we need to get a hold of true worship When we get a hold of true worship, that's when we can change people's life. That's where we can change. We can be made new. We can move the mountains. We can break those chains. Because God's going to get a hold of it and is going to move. When we are here and we're just watching them praising and we're just standing there looking at them. Clap in our hands, that's not what's gonna happen we need to react to worship when we're when they're inviting us to praise with them and worship with them. That's when it's all gonna change. It is all gonna change. Are you gonna please stand? So Satan wants you to be distracted, he wants you to sit on the sidelines. Today is a new day. I'm not gonna be distracted from what Satan tries to throw at me. I will worship with my whole heart, my whole soul, and my whole mind. Step out of your comfort zone and not just, again, not just looking at the worship team, you got to worship God yourself. You have to be the change. The you will be then. Guess what's going to happen if you are in that worship? You will be the change, the healing and power. You need to overcome all those things out there that are gonna, you're going to face. You're going to you are we're going to face so much stuff. But guess what happens when we are full of the Spirit? Our vessels full, and we are worshiping in Spirit and in truth. That's what's going to change everything. We are going to look at life a new way praise is where it starts but worship is where you want to end worship is where you want to end it starts with praise because praise sometimes we're on the human element we're just we're you know we come from our jobs we come from life we come from things that are happening and we're just kind of praising God, we're praising God. But when we get into that worship, when the Spirit takes over, that is when the changes will happen. That is when the power will fall. You need to be a true worshiper. So if you are a true worshiper, These are where all things will happen. All things will be changed and the spirit will move and your life will never be the same. Jesus, I pray tonight, God, as I delivered your word, Jesus, I ask you, God, right now as we open these altars, God, I ask you, God, that people today, God, are drawn...